Hello everyone. My name is Vasu and welcome to my podcast Watercolor Wash. In today's episode we are going to talk about composition. So why we should uh, talk about composition? Why should we care about composition? It's actually uh, you know nowadays the way we paint is we take a picture either from internet or from your own phone which you have clicked or somebody has given it to you as a commission and we just take the the picture and we paint it and that's all it's uh, it has got nothing to do with composition the composition is already been created in the picture then why should we care about composition and how does like how can we create our own if the composition already exists actually it matters a lot so once you are like 200 or 300 paintings down the road and you have created enough work you will start missing something that is that cannot be brought in by pictures that have you ever wondered like there are some pictures which are you know you painted in a hurry or you painted you didn't give it a lot of effort but it becomes uh, it becomes a success like whether it's in it's on instagram you get too many likes for a picture that like appeals to the people but it it didn't appeal to you at that moment it's usually the composition that attracts people and also uh, in a longer run if you are going to be remembered as an artist it will always be you know, because of your compositions the style obviously uh, uh, style is one aspect of that and we will also talk about how composition is heavily influenced by your style heavily influenced about uh, your culture heavily influenced about uh, by the time you are living in so let's just uh, jump in right in so what is composition uh <clears throat> to be fair let's uh talk about a song a song is a composition music uh, uh that's why we call like music composers they create compositions so it is uh, a composition is a set of elements structured in such a way to create harmony and melody or to in 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 the terms of a picture in in the terms of art and a painting its composition is also a collection of element that generates a certain experience it it can be whether a emotion that is being conveyed and you can uh, choose different colors to convey those emotions you can choose different locations um to convey uh, a sense of a sense of a weather or you can like you know there are so many things that you can convey through a painting and uh, all that consists of great imagination and great compositions so composition in a nutshell is like everything you do in a painting in a pre-planned way to convey a message whether it's an emotion whether you want to take somebody to a certain place whether it's like you know uh, draw somebody's attention to a certain area in your painting 
and the whole painting works that way that's that's actually composition so a lot of people think there are rules uh, to create a composition for instance um, the rule of thirds that if you generate or create um, a contrast in if you divide if you divide your uh, paper into uh, into three parts vertically and three parts horizontally so each of the corner um, of the last uh, four boxes so one of these corner if you pick up and you put up a object that is high in contrast value so it will make your painting attractive and it works <coughs> <clears throat> so this is like one of the rules of the composition, but it doesn't really mean that you have to follow a rule of third in each and every composition. It's a good thing to have it. It's like, you know, if you can, if your subject allows you to, to put something in the rule of third, it's great. But don't force it. There are so many different ways that you can create um, a very original composition. Um, you can... You can choose between color schemes that is unique to your painting and it still, you know, it, it gets attention in a good way or in a bad way. Does, it's like uh, you can always create a composition that can uh, catch attraction. So it could be colors, it could be choice of positioning your subject, it could be um, like the contrast of or even it could be certain textures that you wanted to place in certain places. So all these things contribute uh, uh, to creating a composition. And I'm not going to give you a lot of examples from the famous paintings or old paintings, or I'm not going to like, you know, bifurcate or uh, do a postmortem of a painting and uh, give you a compositional detail of it. One of the reasons I'm not doing that is I want you to think on your own and and realize like how why this painting is attracting me. If you have a favorite painting, why this, this painting is attracting me? What was that that has been done which is uh, attracting me towards this subject or attracting me towards this whole uh, scenario? So that's... Uh, that's something about the rules. Frankly, there are no, um, there are no rules, um, as, I'd say, as such to say. There will be a lot of people who says you can't do that, you can't do that, you don't do that. So there will be a lot of don'ts and a lot of can'ts. And it's okay, it's, uh, it's okay if they judge it that way. From my own uh, perspective, the composition is very unique and very, very uh, close to what you think. It's a reflection of uh, your own personality that comes out. It's a, actually, it's a reflection of your likings. What, the way you wanted to see things is actually comes out. So it's a very inside-out journey while creating a composition. So let's go through one composition that I just thought of today. And uh, it, uh, I was watching a movie um, a few days back, and it's uh, 
It's an Indian movie, very old, 1964, made by Satyajit Ray. So I was watching uh, this uh, movie, Charulata, and in that movie, that the actress uh, was swinging, um, and in that the shot was taken in such a way that the camera is moving with a swing, uh, and following that actress actress's face and like the upper part of her body. And uh, at the same time, the, the few, very few little details that was being added in that shot was this actor, uh, this actress is reciting a poem. And the voice, uh, or basically the sound of that, uh, that, that scene was going up and down as the swing was moving. So this is a very, uh, you know, enhancing uh, composition that was um, conveying a mood of that actress at that particular time. And it was, you felt like you are swinging with that woman. It's a, it was so powerful and moving. So that's, that's how uh, the composition is generated in certain shot in a movie. And uh, it made, made an impact uh, to the viewer. Same thing happens in like, you know, in the songs, like, uh, uh, like you can take any song uh, that, that you like and you can listen what is the mood of that song and how it has been created, either by beats or by like the lyrics, like certain words in certain places or, or um, certain strings in certain places. So this, these are all the things that creates that composition and which impacts uh, which creates an impact, which hits you on a certain point to make you feel something. So that's, uh, that's how the composition works. So now let's, uh, let's talk about this composition that I thought of. So let's try to, what if you wanted to paint uh, this picture of this actress who is swinging in a, who's swinging in the swing and uh, you have to create a feeling in the painting that it, that woman is swinging, but you do not have any audio, you do not have any video, you just have a still, um, you just have a still frame that, that can be painted. So what are the things that you can do uh, with this picture and how can you generate that? Because if you just screenshot that, nobody will know what she's doing unless you show the full swing and you show the rope, um, and then people will understand it's uh, she's swinging. So that's just uh, information. That's not a feeling conveyed. That's not a message conveyed. So you can, you can definitely show her she's swinging if she's holding the ropes of the swing. And um, that's all you need to convey the, like, you know, information that she's swinging. But how does a user, like a viewer, um, how does somebody who is looking at this painting, he will think that, uh, who will, he will feel that he is also going to swing with that woman. So there are a couple of ways we can do. So I have these three or four distinct thoughts that I can add in this composition. Number one is like, you know, I can tilt her face. So definitely like uh, on the vertical axis, tilt her face on the vertical axis because 
while she's swinging so it will be like you know uh, tilted a little bit vertically uh, and the whole torso will be tilted as well uh, with her face so just uh, generate enough angle from the front so that um, so that it can you can feel that you're looking into it either it's a crest or a trough so if she let's say she is going uh, like down with the swing and her face is like she's almost lying down on the ground so that's like one thing that will immediately catch your eye that yes she is swinging uh, but I, I also have to look down on that painting at that moment uh, so that initially uh, it will quickly generate a connect that I am in a swing now second thing with that we can do is like you know we can create the effect of the wind by her hairs like uh, even if it is tied hair um, her hair is tied uh, there will be some hair on the forehead or maybe in the sides that can always spread aside it will give you a sense of movement either she is against the air or air is against her so this this will give like that's like number two uh, that will give you a sense of swinging again number three what we can do is something with the clothes you know let's say she's wearing a loose cloth in india they wear saris so it's very easy for us to convey that sari will have um, open uh, uh, some some uh, clothing left over on the shoulder which will flow through the wind and it's very easy to convey but let let's say she's wearing a western gown a little bit loose such something from the victorian era so since the air is against her you will see like uh, the dress will be uh, quite uh, connected to her body in the front like let's say in the chest but uh, in the sleeves uh, let's say it's a half sleeve the the dress will be flowing backwards so this these are like very little things very little details that we can create and it will generate these three things are supporting these three elements are supporting the idea of a, of a composition of a swing, swinging woman now all this being done you definitely have that rope with her hands and she's holding them tightly or maybe if she's playful she's holding one rope tightly and the other hand is like you know in the air or something like that that can also generate a great composition so these are four things on the subject that can be done let's think about the background how can i uh, make the background work for for this um, to convey the same message the background is also saying the same thing what we can do is in the background you can see like you know maybe the sky and definitely like the tree on the side and then there is a grassland in which uh, this all this thing is happening so in the background what you can do is you can generate a clear sky with some clouds and the clouds can be created in a wavy manner so clouds are always like you know round in shape and 
It's, um, it's like a cotton ball. So you can create a feeling of wave in the cloud. Um, on the left side, generate more, um, create more clouds, create more white spots. And on the left side, slowly let it fade. So this will give you a feeling of uh, like a wave-like motion. Uh, like, or you can just you know, uh, create like a wave in the cloud, but one side more and the other side le uh, less. Second thing that you can do with the same thing is with the, with the grassland. You can just generate a slope in the grassland. And this time the slope, um, the higher side of the slope will be on the lesser side of the grass. So it will create a feeling of, uh, you know, um, a wave movement. So in between the cloud and in between the ground, there is a wave going on. So it will immediately, you know, convey that message. So one of the best things about the painting is it tells you what it is, but it never speaks to you. It will never speak in words. It will tell you, and you will know in your mind, you'll have a little bit of doubt. Did I get it right? And the, paint, the painting has its own soul, and it tries to convey the message it wants to convey. Painting is basically a snapshot of the feelings that you are feeling at that particular moment, and it's being captured. And whoever looks at it, tries to be in that same moment. And if even if he gets like 50 or 60% of the feeling that you were thinking that day or you were experiencing that day, if, if a weaver can, um, can achieve even like 40, 50% of that uh, experience, it's, it's a very big success. It's a huge success. And, um, that I, you know, uh, that I feel from, there are certain paintings I look at just to um, feel calm. There's a painting from Vladimir Davidenko. And this guy is from Russia, still living, uh, legend. <clears throat> Not so popular. But I look at his painting. Uh, he painted a guy <clears throat> sitting on a pool, a wooden pool and dipping his leg in the water. And his head is in very relaxed mood. His eyes are closed, and he's looking upwards, eyes are closed, just feeling the breeze. As, as soon as I look at that painting, I immediately feel relaxed. So this is, this is um, something that I wanted to convey through my paintings, you know? Like, even in this painting uh, that I'm talking about right now, I created a picture in your mind that there's a woman who is swinging in a swing. You can definitely um, close her eyes as well, looking upwards. As she's going downwards, she's looking upwards. And, uh, and a, a very minute smile on her lips. And that would do the trick. That would do the trick that... Um, She's swinging, she's enjoying her swing, and she's in a happy mood. So that's one composition. And we did a little bit of things here and there in the background and in the foreground, and it works.
Uh, hopefully, I will paint it someday and <laughs> I will create another episode on that podcast and you can check it on my, once I paint that, I will uh, put it on my Instagram and you can check it out there. Or maybe I will make that a cover of my episode that day. That will be, um, uh, that will be a good way to do it. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So that's one composition. That's one example. And um, so I have just given you a subject. You can think differently on the same subject and you can have your own idea. What are the other things that you can uh, identify to convey the message of swinging in a happy mood? Or what are the other ideas that you can generate? Yeah. So uh, there are many ways that you can um, make small changes and create a great composition. I'll talk a little bit about uh, the way you can create a distinct composition with the help of colors. How can you convey the mood of that uh, composition? Um, another example is just a still picture. Let's say somebody is standing in a grassland not a grassland or um, anywhere, somebody is standing somewhere with just clear sky in the background. So you're not taking the horizon and you're just drawing a portrait. You're creating, portrait has like very limited options to create uh, a background that, that conveys um, or that can contribute uh, to that composition. But you can still do a lot, even with the clothing, even with the um, uh, with certain background colors, you can, based on the skin tone, based on the lighting of that day, that uh, you can choose a background that um, that can create a impactful composition. So I'll, I'll just give you one example. Let's say there is a guy standing, and I want to draw his portrait, and I don't want to. I I only want to, uh, and he's standing, and I want to draw. Uh, I want to paint his portrait. He's standing and he's standing in an army dress. Like, let's say he's an officer, army officer, or a very high-ranking officer uh, in army. And the color of his uniform is khaki and going a little bit towards green or olive green. So olive green is, let's say, his, uh, his uniform. And he's, he's a Caucasian white guy. So let's see, uh, with brownish hair or maybe some black hair, um, black, brownish or blackish hair. So what will be the background in this case? So in this case, I am painting him in a natural environment. So definitely the sky will always be blue. But what tone of blue, what color of blue? So I don't want it to be a very strong blue because I want this person's personality is strong. So I will dim the sky, I'll dim the, the background and it will be, I think I'll use a very light wash of cobalt blue and leave it in some places just white or very, uh, very thin wash. I will vary the wash of a cobalt blue to do that. And so if you look at the color wheel, now the skin will be somewhere on the reddish side, somewhere on the yellowish side and somewhere on the greenish side. So 
Now, since he's a Caucasian uh, guy, uh, Caucasian screen will be, there will be a lot of greens in that which cannot be seen, which cannot be observed unless you look at it very carefully. So this green will talk with this blue. In oil painting, it's very easy. You, know? you just generate shades of gray for each color and they talk to each other and your composition looks very harmonious. But in watercolor, it gets difficult to get those, those grays. And um, in this case, I'll keep adding in the underpainting or in like, you know, internal layers, some green in the skin. And then there's already some green in the, uh, in the uniform. It's let's say olive green in the uniform. And these uh, two colors, and there's uh, and then there's some, like you know, uh, in the, the blue we are choosing is not ex extreme blue, so all these three colors are in harmony. The the color of the skin tone, the color some colors in the skin tone, some color in the olive um, in the uniform, and some color in the sky are in harmony. And now I can create variations in in the in the face exactly what it is on the picture. So you don't have to blindly follow what information is there in the picture. Of course, you have to follow the values, follow the uh, proportions. So these things are non-negotiable when you're doing a realistic painting. Uh, values and proportions are non-negotiable if you're painting something uh, realistic in nature. But you can always you know, you know, make a choice like how far this color would go. Uh, does it look more very saturated in the picture? Can I tone it down? Can I? So always like, you know, uh, even if you're painting something from a picture, play with that on like Google Snapseed or any other picture editing device, uh, like uh, increase contrast, decrease contrast, or increase or decrease saturation. And once you have found out your, um, the settings of your liking, you can then start painting that. So this is another example that you can uh, choose from a picture. So I gave you two uh, examples. One was uh, creating a sense of movement, which was swinging. And the second one is, is, is a still picture. And how can you create uh, this composition. Yeah. All right, I think um, in the next segment, we will uh, talk about what are, the, what are the things that influence the composition. Now let's talk about uh, what, are the, what are the elements that can impact, that can influence your composition. So as a human being, we are influenced by a lot of things, especially by our belief system and by our culture and by our, um, you know, uh, the experiences we have in life. So all these things add up uh, to our outcome. And anything, the decisions we make are all based on these three or four things. So it, it definitely reflects uh, in your composition as well. 
For instance, I will just give you one um, minute example of culture. <clears throat> so if you look at the portraits these days, uh, so you can go on the YouTube and search for like realistic portraits on watercolor. You will find a lot of Korean artists, um, Jae Sung, Misul Bu, fantastic artists, amazing portraits. But if, if you look at their paintings, uh, the skin tone, the skin texture that they use is very smooth. And it's like, it's a common culture in, in, in Korea, Japan, even in India, in some places, and in China, that people like very smooth skin. And uh, uh, even the phones you see, like Oppo, Vivo, Xiaomi, they have filters uh, that, that tends towards smoother skin. So, so this is very cultural, that uh, the way we think is reflected in our work. But if you look at the paintings of uh, Dean Michel, uh, who is another, another uh, one of my ideals uh, from America, black guy. And uh, if you look at his paintings, he, he tries to get the texture of the skin uh, closer to what it is. And he does not care about whether it's going to look uh, amazing. He, tr he tries to get that uh, to as it is as to convey a message. Sometimes it's very abstract as well. And uh, that's, that's how he does it. And then there's another school of thought from Ethnus Matsorev. He is true realist. He, he exactly paints what he sees and he does not uh, paint from a photograph. So he generally does it uh, from the live people. And uh, so all these things contribute to your um, uh, to your composition. I just give one example of culture, how cultural influence impacts your compositions. Same thing, uh, there, there are certain things that, that are like experiences. So experiences can be good and bad. And based on that, from your earlier paintings, so what, what has been your experience like? What are the paintings that are being liked uh, by your audience? Is, is something that you try to incorporate more and something that was not liked by your audience, you try to you know, avoid them in your paintings. So these are common um, influences. I'm not saying it's right. You should definitely paint the way you like it. And there's some, sometimes they're not, uh, the audience, the, or they're in no position to judge you or they're in no position to do a better justice to your work, and it may get uh, famous later. So it's, uh, I suggest uh, to, you know, uh, to listen to your heart. If you're not painting a commission, if you're painting for yourself, listen to your heart. Don't care about how many likes you're gonna get, whether it's going to sell prints or not. I would say if you're painting something for yourself, you know, go with your gut feeling. Uh, and that, uh, and try to uh, kick out that uh, experience, uh, letting you down. So this, these are a few things uh, that can heavily influence uh, your your painting. Another thing that has tremendous influence in your paintings is the timeline. So we are born in 
1900s and we are now painting in 2000s and so this timeline is very unique and uh, there, there's a lot of fashion uh, being worn so when you are painting people you're actually creating a documentation of what people uh, what what is the life like so in most of our painting there will be a lot of flat objects a lot of uh, smooth surfaces and a lot of um, uh, a lo lot of wood involved a lot of a uh, lot of uh, walls involved and and a lot of flat surfaces involved in our paintings in these days if you're painting images but in those days if you look at the painting in like 1500s 1600s 1700s even in victorian era uh, you might have seen the coloring of their dresses um, the clothes they wear the style of their dresses were different and that and then the composition uh, they tried to choose was based on their um, based on uh, based on the colors used then which were very popular which were very also the light in those days were mostly daylights or in the nights it was mostly lamp light so this so light has a very unique role in any painting and that has completely changed uh, in last two to three uh, in last hundred years and uh, so th this these things definitely impacts your composition and timeline is the, one of the biggest um, one of the biggest influencer in composition I have seen that and it's not like uh, the artist oh all the Russian painters in those days used to paint like this it's because they are experience, experiencing the same timeline they're experiencing the same political situation they're experiencing the same uh, set of aesthetics same set of beauty uh, and that's um, that reflects in their composition so no need to worry that you're not unique because you know whatever you're thinking is being thought by a lot of other peoples as well in the same timeline for instance like you know you're listening to this podcast because you're very similar to what i think and our thoughts match and that's why you are here on this platform still listening to me and so th these are the things that can influence uh, your uh, influence your composition and yes be original be try to paint what you like try to organize your painting the way you like that's that's all um, from my side so finally let's talk about my um, my work and i'm not sure if you have seen my work and i try to put uh, in the description i just put like at the rate wasu.wc so my instagram is vasu wasu vasu.wc wc is for watercolor 
So Vasu.wc is my Instagram and you can check out my work. And if you go to uh, my website on the anchor or if you go to this podcast and and see about me, I think in my website I have put the link of my Skillshare. You can go and choose from any of the classes if you're interested. And if not, thanks for listening. And but, but I uh, suggest you to check out my work and so that you can correlate with my uh, with my talks here. All these thoughts where it's coming from is actually it's coming from my experiences from my work. So if you if you're able to look at my work, it will be very um, easy for you to understand this podcast. Right now it's like just a one-way communication. So. That's all I have to say. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate.